Welcome to First Fleet Tim 4. Welcome back, everyone, to another First Fleet 10-4 podcast. We are celebrating Driver Appreciation Week. And right now, we have Jim Krause with us today from, uh, where are you from, Jim? I'm from the uh, Auburn Main Terminal. Oh, you're up way up there in the North Country. Okay. <laughs> Practically from Canada. I'm a lot cooler up here than Nebraska. <laughs> I bet. No, I bet. Yeah, we're down here in Tennessee, and we're we're baking today. It's pretty, it's close to ninety, so. You can keep it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'll, honestly, I'll keep it. I don't want your winters. I don't. <laughs> I don't think I could survive up there. But um. Oh, oh, it's nice. I like it. More power to you. I. I can barely stand a Tennessee winter. It's cold enough for me up here. Uh, <laughs> I'm a weenie. But anyway, I don't know if I introduce myself. I am Elizabeth Wyndham. I'm the training coordinator here at First Fleet. And I, my co-host today is... Rebecca Wilson. I'm happy to be here. Thank you. Very cool. Yes, we are very excited to get to host these this week. And um, so we just wanted to ask you a couple questions about, you know, how'd you get started at First Fleet? Um, you're out of Auburn, Maine. And what is your terminal run? And what kind of got you interest into the trucking world? Uh, well, the trucking world came as a almost a necessity about 20 years ago. Okay. And I left a job that I thought I was going to retire from, but they had layoffs, so I ended up in a truck. Started off with Warner, and I have driven almost every type of truck since then. I've done dry van, heavy haul, water tanker, all kinds of stuff. Wow, that's really cool. Okay. Awesome. So what, what do you guys haul up there uh, for, in our first fleet terminal in Auburn? Bread and lots of it. Ah, okay. So you're one of the bread guys. Yes. <laughs> nice. So you get a workout every day at work. <laughs> yes, I, there's no not getting a workout when you roll bread. <laughs> how many, just offhand, how many uh, loaves of bread do you think that you have handled in just your working at and while you've been working at First Fleet? Oh, somewhere around, I don't know, probably about 500. A day? Oh, loaves. I thought you said loads. <laughs> loads. Yes. Loaves of no, bread. Lo Individual loaves of bread. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't even want to guess at that number because just on one trailer alone, you're talking a lot of, lot of loaves. I, it's I hard stacks. work. It's a it's a better it's a better number if you count stacks. That's right. Okay. <laughs> how, how many stacks are on a normal trailer? Uh, up to 104. Wow. Oh man. And we're talking. Who knows how many loaves of bread? 50, 60, 100 on a stack. Uh, each stack 20 trays. So you're talking. I don't know. Maybe about 200 to 300 loaves. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> And, and how many stacks did you say were on a truck? Uh, up to 104. Okay. So you're up in a small six grand. <laughs> yeah. Per trailer. And you tip per load, and you, you're talking 500 loads. So you're talking, you've probably touched over 15 million loaves of bread <laughs> in your two years of working in the flowers division at First Fleet. Yeah. 
I just got sore listening to that. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> that is crazy. I've never done the math on that. That's amazing. Okay. So trucking has for sure changed over the years, uh, good and bad. Traffic is heavy, more accidents, the cars around you not paying attention. Um, what are some things that have changed uh, being an over-the-road truck driver for you? Uh, the, tech, the technology, honestly, has been a... And that's been a lot in the last seven years. Yeah. But it used to be just a gear shift and a steering wheel and away you went. Not anymore. <laughs> Calling for directions has gotten easier. That's true. That's true. Yeah. We've gone from having direction books, and we do still have some direction books out there uh, going to some of our stores. But um, really, our newer drivers are taking to the app. All the availability that we have there, um, technology has just really, like you said, in the last seven years, it's changed tremendously. Yeah. Do you guys have the new platform science tablets at your terminal? Yes, we do. Yeah, what do you think about that? I love those things. That's awesome to hear. <laughs> What's your favorite thing you know, about it? <laughs> my favorite thing about it is it from the driver's side. I don't have to deal with total mail anymore. That's right. <laughs> True, good point. <laughs> I know my favorite thing is that when you touch it, it actually works. Like, yeah, that, that's probably the biggest thing is when you touch it, you know if it, if what you did did anything. Right. Yeah, exactly. And you know immediately that it did it. It's great. Well, um, tell me this. What, uh, what have, how have you handled the, the whole pandemic this year, too? You've got a new, a new in-cab device. There's been a whole global pandemic going on. How has your year been really different? And what have, how have you seen things change? Just balancing how to take care of kids at home that don't have another place to go for a while. That's right. We haven't had really big numbers up here in Maine for that. So, I mean, we really haven't noticed much of that stuff, but it still has impacted schools and everything else pretty heavily. Yeah, I bet that is tough. What are your kids doing? Are they working? Are they going to school from home or are they distance learning? I think it's called. They're, uh, it's a hybrid thing. Like they go to school two days a week and then three days a week of, uh, video. So, I mean, it's better than the end of last year, but it's still not all the way in school. Right, right. That's really tough for, for our drivers that are on the road and they need their kids taken care of, especially if they're younger. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have a problem with that? How old are your kids? My kids are, uh, my oldest is only 13. And I got three of them. So, I mean, it's not too bad. Between my wife's schedule and my schedule, we, we don't get hit too hard by it. Sure, sure. It's nice to know you can work your schedules out to, um, you know, make that work out for your family. Yeah. What about, um, you know, one of the questions we have is, what is your best advice for the four-wheeler drivers around you? What do you wish a four-wheeler driver knew? <laughs> <laughs> oh, the importance of a blinker. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> Communication solves everything, and nothing says more than a blinker. <laughs> I'm going to have to quote you on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Feel free. I've been using that in training for years. <laughs> oh, good. Perfect. <laughs> well, tell, tell me this. What is what is the maybe craziest thing you've ever seen while you're on the road? Um, <laughs> well, the craziest thing I ever saw I was actually involved in. Uh-uh. Um, 
I got slowed down to about three miles an hour before I made contact, but I actually had a run-in with a cow on an interstate. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad I asked this question. Oh, do tell. <laughs> I was in Wyoming coming back with an empty trailer and somebody on a farm right off the side of the interstate on an access road had let a rancher's cows out of its out of their pen. Wow. And there was about 20 of them down up and down the access road, which I thought was slightly hysterical watching them try to get the cows back in. <laughs> and till one of them came up over the edge oh. and onto the interstate. <laughs> and that's a problem. <laughs> I, I saw plenty of time to get slowed way down, but not all the way. Sure. I mean, those deer guards are good, but deer are a lot less, are not nearly as heavy as a cow. <laughs> yeah, everybody's got deer stories. Not everybody has a cow story. Right. You're one of the few of the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> so you started out being a truck driver, and for our office there in Auburn, Maine, you're also taking the role of driver trainer and in the office some, right? Yes. So um, we real our driver trainers are a large part of our staff that helps us with new drivers, helping them learn first fleet and and learn the customer face to face in person. Um, what is something that you make sure you cover with your drivers, your new drivers coming on board? That account is highly specific to that customer. So, just what are your tips that you usually go over with your new drivers? Uh, I've got two of them that I, I make sure I get whether they've been driving for 30 years or three years. And um, they both just have to do with the, the general driving world. Sometimes loads aren't on time and you got to have patience with them. And four-wheelers are never on time and you've got to have patience with them. That's, that's good. <laughs> Um, we talked a little bit about your family. We think the family is an important part of First Fleet, whether they're at home while you're on the road. Tell us, um, you know, we have new drivers coming on board all the time that are new to the industry. Are there any um, thoughts you'd like to pass along to making that team work while you're on the road and the, the spouse is at home with the family taking care of the home? Anything that you want to pass along for other people listening? Getting that balance is absolutely crucial because if you are over the road and your family unit doesn't make that work, then you need to talk with who you're working for and see about getting in to a more local role. And you can't shut either side out. You, just like with those blinkers, you got to communicate on both sides of it. Most tr most trucking companies will work with you somewhat. This one works with you a lot on that. Well, and we're proud of that. I think um, that's for sure good advice. I think we're proud of the fact that at First Fleet, we want to service our customers, but like Elis said earlier, our driver is what we consider a customer as well. We want to make sure our drivers are happy and the families are taken care of, and it's a balance. It's for sure that we all have to work together, but um, knowing that, I think, makes the, the home front feel better as well and we appreciate all that you do on the road for us well it's, a, it's an easier company to work for <laughs> that's good to hear well, i've been a driver trainer most of my driving career since i was about four years five years on the road and this is the first company that's that takes training as seriously as we do here 
That's good to hear. We're proud of that. Um, in the, the bread industry, I think it is very important because the way you handle those loads and the procedures you follow really don't apply to any other customer. So it, having that driver trainer is important to get that across. That's definitely a challenge. That's right. Yeah. Because it's hard work. It is very hard work. And the, in, the, <laughs> the possibility of injury is very real. Well, and actually, when it comes down to it, statistically, you're less likely to get injured rolling bread than you are if you don't pay attention behind the wheel. So We all have to be careful when we're on the road. It's a dangerous place out there. One of the most dangerous places at the end of that trailer in between the truck and the docks. That's every driver. Well, I know you have a good team up in that area. Is there anything else you want to leave us with? No, I don't think I can talk, Cal. <laughs> I have to agree. That was a good one. <laughs> I know. Man, I'm going to have to wait and post this podcast on the last day because no one else is going to be able to top it. That's right. <laughs> We're going to have to go out with a bang on the Cal story. So. <laughs> This has been wonderful. It, we have really appreciated you, and you know we hope we want all of our drivers to feel appreciated this week um, for Driver Appreciation Week. You know, it is uh, especially this year with COVID and with everything going on. Uh, we want our drivers to know that they are appreciated even more than usual. I mean, goodness sakes, they have earned every bit of admiration and respect from everyone that I know. I mean, the whole com- the whole country has finally realized just how much trucking is crucial to their way of life. And so we just wanted to take this week to uh, interview you and a bunch of other drivers just to say thank you. So thank you again. We really appreciate all that you do. Well, you're welcome, and thank you as well. All right. Well, be safe out there, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for joining us. And today, we have Joseph Finn on the line from Cleveland. How are you doing, Joe? I'm good. How are you guys doing today? Doing great. Good. So, uh, Joe, just to kind of tell us a little bit about yourself, you are currently our terminal manager in Cleveland, Tennessee. We consider that our flagship. That's our first terminal at First Fleet, and we opened at the history the company so tell me how many drivers you have out of that terminal today today we have 236 full-time drivers and about 40 casual drivers it's a big wow. office oh, and yeah. for the listening tell us your customer and what you haul out of there just to kind of as our company's grown sometimes people don't know what we haul out of each term well we uh we haul Peyton's which is um Kroger supplies and stuff like that um, we hauled all the Kroger stores, and we cover most of the southern part of the U.S., from Texas all the way to Alabama, from Alabama all the to Georgia, Georgia on up to Kentucky. Um, so basically the whole southeast part of the United States. We're proud to say out of the Cleveland Terminal, we have one four million mile safe driver and we have many drivers that are um, that, that've been with us over 30 years from the very beginning. So uh, we have a strong driver base out of Cleveland, Tennessee, that we're so proud of. Yeah, um, I, I I've only been in Cleveland for about a year, and I have to say we have some amazing people here out of our terminal. Guys that have been here 32, 30 years. I mean, I've only been with First Fleet four years, and I seem like I'm the new guy here. <laughs> <laughs> well, you definitely have a great team down there, from the office to the shop. We've got a great shop there in Cleveland. 
safety team. We've got a great on-site team. I know you're proud of that. Yeah. Do you want to highlight out of Cleveland uh, special stories or, you know, being Drive Appreciation Week? What's something from the manager side of it that um, special story? I know we at Christmas we um, have got groups together to do gifts for kids. What's a special something you want to highlight for drivers? Well, our drivers here, one thing that I noticed in the short time that I, I've been here is we have a very giving group of people. Um, we do an angel tree every year for Christmas, and the drivers really, they don't hesitate in giving. Um, it, it's amazing what they do, and, and they're always looking out for each other. Starting out, well, firstly, I started out as a driver, and just seeing the other drivers here, it, it's an amazing team. That's something to be proud of for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, what led you to that transition between driver and you're now a terminal manager? Well, um, I started in Delaware, Ohio as a driver. Steve Cooper, who a lot of people know, um, him and I have been friends since elementary school. And um, I was driving for another company kind of over the road. My wife um, had some, some health concerns and uh, being away from home a lot with the kids. So I... Uh, talked to Steve and he, he said I should come drive for First Fleet and I did and um, I, I didn't drive too long for First Fleet and uh, they had a dispatch uh, bat, uh, it was a fill-in spot open up on uh, in Delaware as a backup dispatcher and they asked me what, would it be something I'd be interested in because um, before I, I did all this I was I kind of had an office job with Time Warner Cable so I did that and I was a backup dispatcher for about three days, and then I got a phone call from Steve Cooper and Mike Doyle, and they pulled me in the office and said, this is going to be uh, the end of the week you're working, and you're going to be in here full-time. So uh, I did that for a little while, then uh, I uh, noticed there's a position open in, in Tucker, Georgia. I reached out to uh, Dave Margolis, and he got me in touch with uh, Mike Radford, and I spoke with Mike Radford and um, Aaron Pennington, and from there, I went down to Georgia and spent a year in the Atlanta area, opened up a few terminals. And from that point, they uh, they asked me to come up here and um, and see what I could do in Cleveland. And since I've been in Cleveland, it's been great. My family loves it here. The drivers are wonderful. The staff is wonderful. It's like when you walk in the doors of the Cleveland terminal, you're walking into your home. I mean, it really feels like home. Everybody knows everybody. There's not a stranger in the building. There's not a stranger you 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 meet here. Everybody is family. Well, that's a good feeling for sure. I mean, that was why Mr. Wilson did what he uh, built First Fleet as a company is because he wanted to be able to do run these local runs so that he could have more family. And he knew that that was a need that a lot of drivers can't really sustain a life over the road and have a good family life. So that's definitely something that uh, we love to, that we are and cherish and promote in this company is family life and juggling that well. So it sounds like you found a good fit for you with that. Is that, would you say that this is where you needed to be? Yeah. Um, uh, the one thing I, I, I tell everyone that I meet here in First Fleet is, you know, if you start as a driver, you, there, you don't have to stay a driver forever. We have office positions we have positions with inside of our shop you know we have corporate positions uh, and i think first fleet does an amazing job at finding talent within themselves and you know that that says a lot about the company you know you don't go looking outside you look within your family 
to run your family business. Great point there, Joe. I, I love hearing that just because I do feel like we are a family, and I think once a driver has been at First Fleet, after that first year, I think they find their place. I think they find their fit. They find the runs they want to be on. They get to know their manager. They get to know their store customers. And after that first year, I feel like it can move and change within your life as well as the life of the company. So I'm, I'm so happy you found a home. And uh, we do want to have each of our employees until retirement at all possible. From my side of it, Personal, personally speaking, is you know we feel like a, a a giant family, and there's not one person here that wouldn't go out of their way to help another person, especially at this turmoil and and across the board. I mean, I've I've, I've traveled quite a uh, traveled around quite a bit with First Fleet and meeting the people, and it seems like you get that feeling at every terminal you visit with the drivers and with the staff. Everybody seems to work together with each other for one goal. I think that's something to be proud of for sure. That That's exactly what First Fleet is all about, what our serve message is about, that I think you do see that from the furthest point on the West Coast to the, you know, East and then down into Florida. I think we definitely have a group of people that when you go into these uh, local offices, it feels like no matter where you go. Yeah, it, it does. It, it, you you know, you, you feel welcomed everywhere you go. Tell me this. I know that this year has just been crazy. Um, how has uh, the coronavirus pandemic really impacted the Cleveland terminal? And what did you see um, with your drivers and how they how they stepped up and how they managed it? Well, again, we, we delivered all the Kroger stores, so we're delivering a lot of supplies to people who need it. And our drivers, as soon as this started happening, they all started to volunteer to work extra. Uh, we had a lot of drivers volunteering to stay out in Texas and just keep running Texas loads. They were away from home almost a month. And, you know, um, we're home almost every other day here, and our drivers really stepped it up. They 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 went above and beyond. They were going out into the – they're going out into the middle of, of the pandemic and – you know, fighting on the front lines, you know, they're going to 50 stores a week, you know, 50 different chances they have of exposing themselves. And they weren't worried about that. They were more worried about getting the product to the people that needed it and helping the people that needed it. And I can't say enough about how everybody here has stepped up and just done an amazing job. It's a great story. Yeah, perfect. And I know you guys uh, haul a lot of, when you say Kroger Goods, what you mean, what all of us should hear is toilet paper. <laughs> yeah, and our drivers are out there delivering it to the store so that people can get it. Excellent. So we are we are definitely running very needed stuff. That is such a good thing to hear. Joe, is there anything that you say as far as, uh, you know, when you were driving on the road and now that you're in the office, in operations, being a manager, what is something that you want to know as far as being that four-wheeler going down the road, what should just the general public know about a driver aside from seeing that arm in the window or that truck and trailer going down the road? What's something we need to know that makes us better stewards on the road, I guess you could say? Well, um, when when you're on the road, you know, sometimes you're gone for multiple days and, you know, you're missing baseball games and stuff. For your kids and you're you're missing that time with your family 
And just know that the drivers don't do this job because they have to do it. When you're a driver, you do it because it's something you, you want to do. And a lot of drivers do what they want to do because they know what we do helps people. You know, it might not be – you might not see it. It might not be like a a doctor saving a life. But, you know, as a driver, the reason I like to do it was I, I knew when I was delivering food and products to stores that, you know, I was helping people. And I know a lot of our drivers, that's how they feel, and that's why they do it. Absolutely. That's that's such that's perfect. Yeah, our drivers are needed and I think this year has really done even more to show them how much they are appreciated by the whole world. You know, our lives would not exist without them. Yeah, and the whole reason, you know, they 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 stepped away from their family in the time that that their family was really needing them to help other people out. And I don't right. think a, a lot of people really see that, you know. A lot of people stayed at home and sheltered in place. Our drivers stepped outside of that shelter to help everybody who was sheltering. It's something I'm so proud of, Joe, uh, no doubt. When everybody else was staying at home, we were out. We were actually working more. I seem to remember hearing that you guys were hauling more loads than ever. Yeah, we we broke records. We were one one download. We get usually we get about uh, 40 to 45 loads a download. We get two downloads a day. One download we got was 91 loads. <laughs> we for sure didn't shelter in place. <laughs> no. For sure. That is, uh, you know, for driver appreciation, that's why we're doing this podcast today is to highlight our drivers on the road, risking their lives, being away from their families, and um, really doing that, doing something they love. We appreciate it. So thank you so much. We know y'all's workload doubled. Uh, during the pandemic, and so we are just thankful that that you um, that you guys kept going, kept up. Yeah. All no right. Problem. Well, thanks, no. Joe. All right. You too. You guys have a great week. Thank you for your time. All right. Well, that was a great call from the North. It's nice to have a little bit of a selection from all across the country calling in on our podcast. We appreciate you listening today. Thank you again, everybody. And have a, and don't forget to hit that ask button if you'd like to share. If you can top the cow story, let us know. Hit that ask button and call in and leave us a message. We would be glad to share it with everybody. If you can top the cow story, especially if you've got pictures, I want to hear from you. So thank you. Be safe. Thank you, guys. Thank you.